Google is incredibly smart. They can read the context of the wording that's in those reviews. So if you are a taco place and everybody is talking about your burritos, you might not rank for tacos. So one of my X factors is just make sure that when people are leaving your reviews, you encourage them to talk about the services they received as well as just leaving you a positive review. Welcome, welcome to the Micro Influencer Podcast. On today's episode, I am speaking with Jason Weaver, who's going to talk to us about Google reviews, local SEO, and how to create a one-page marketing plan. This one's jam-packed with value. That's what Jason's all about. Make sure to stick around till the end, and he will give you his number one piece of advice based on all his experience so far in his career. Now let's get into learning with Jason. All right. On the podcast today, I've got Jason Weaver here to discuss something that most of us probably aren't doing or at least doing very well, which is creating a marketing plan, specifically a one pager. So Jason, let's start off with how you're doing and then we'll get into the specifics. I'm doing great. I live in the great state of Idaho and it's been freezing cold and snowy all the time. And it's just, <laughs> it's, it basically stopped. I don't know if it's going to continue wow. or not, but I am very grateful not to be shoveling every day. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm from Utah originally, so I, I get a little bit of that, but Idaho is, is definitely worse for the weather. Yes, most definitely. <laughs> All right, so let's let's get some quick context on you first, just so that people know who they're dealing with. I want to start out with your story, just a brief story on where your career started to where you are now. Well, I was going to college and there was this class called Internet Marketing. And so I was lucky to be in one of the few colleges that actually cared about that 10 years ago. And I took the class, had to build a website and uh, the infrastructure to sell product and everything from scratch within less than three months and advertise it. So of course, Google ads was the gold standard back then and still is pretty good right now. And so I started selling HDMI cables for $5, including free shipping. And I broke even during that class. And little did I know if I just kept selling them more stuff, I'd be a millionaire by now, but I got scared. (laughs) And so I'm like, how do I spend other people's money to learn this thing called Google AdWords and websites? And so I went and got with the hotel company that did online bookings. And, you know, I got to spend $15,000 a month in other people's advertising to, on Google. And I learned a lot and it just went from there. So the last 10 years have uh, been what's called traditionally in-house, where you're inside the business, working for that business, doing the marketing, running it. And then for a little over a year now, I am now doing my own internet marketing agency, more specialized on those you know, newer upstarts, smaller companies, especially local small business, which the book I wrote is all about small business because you can apply just about everything, even to the big e-commerce company that that's in my one page marketing plan as well. But I have a passion for local small business. And that really started back when I worked for a company called Monkey Bars. I, they've rebranded now to Gorgeous Garage and Monkey Bars is one of their lines, but they actually go in and organize your garage for you, if you can believe that. And uh, they had 120 dealers throughout the United States and Canada. And I got to, from the ground up, spend five years building their internet marketing, building the team, helping students, which is a huge passion of mine, helping them get internships. And that's where I really learned a lot and started. And then it it grew from there. I've been with big e-commerce companies now, 20 million 
a year in, in sales. And, you know, but like I said, the small business is still where my heart, heart is at. And the, you're, you're addressing an audience of the smallest businesses, which is uh, the micro influencer side hustler <laughs> genre of people. So this is going to be super helpful for a bunch of people. And I want to dive into the, the marketing plan. But first, before we get into that one final context question, if I had to ask you what you think your number one professional superpower is, what would you say? Oh, that's intriguing. I would say my ability to create this one page marketing plan so that any business owner can understand enough to say, oh, I can hire this out or, oh, I can go start this and try. And if I do a little, do a little bit and I make some money, then I can, you know, afford to put more effort into it. Uh, a lot of people, they, they say they, they, they spend boatloads of money. They get with the wrong crowd. They get overwhelmed. And, you know, the last 10 years has certainly taught me how to simply break it down for you because in my opinion, it's, it shouldn't be very overwhelming. It's just one, you know, other source you can go to, to bring people to your core offers. And if you have that framework, it, it makes it really simply. That's why I call it fixed marketer. The F stands for framework. The I stands for identity and the X stands for X factor. How do you take it to the next level? So I'm thinking a lot of the people listening, myself included, do not have their own marketing plan. This is going to be really helpful. So everybody take notes. I'm going to be taking notes on this, but let, let's just dive into that. First and foremost, marketing plan. Why does somebody, especially a founder of a, a really small company or just somebody building a personal brand, why does somebody need it? Well, I, I found that it's hard to know where to start. And if you don't know where to start, then you just do nothing, right? And you become like most businesses where you have feasted famine cycles where it's just getting referrals. And that's 100% your new source of traffic. You're not getting any, you have no control over that other than maybe you can you know, influence it a bit, but it's not consistent and reliable. You can't go into a new market with referrals, right? Can't expand into new places, can't expand into new products with just referrals per se. You can, of course, sell to your existing customer base. But if people actually went and looked like how much of my revenue this year came from, you know, a new product or a new market or a new expansion or anything, how many came from referrals and how many came from repeat, I think they'd be really scared. They'd realize I, I have no control over the faucet of my leads and business and growth. And if you break it down with the, the marketing plan, like I, I have here, I start with reviews. That's something, you know, you don't need an internet marketer to do. You don't need a huge budget, but it influences every bit of the buying cycle that a customer goes through or your, your ideal customer persona of person that's going to buy from you. At some point, they're going to read reviews. You know, mm -hmm. if, if, if your product is more than $10, somebody's going to read a review and, and, I used to start with just like Google ads, but I'm sure you've experienced this too, Blake. If the company doesn't have some compelling reasons to buy from them over somebody else, no amount of traffic will solve the problem. Oh, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So diving into it more specifically then, let's, let's get into it. How can, how can we do, I guess, just take us through your framework of, of a one-page marketing plan. What goes into it and how can people actually do this themselves? Well, like I said, you start with re online reviews. And so I, I worked with a B2B software company 
And unfortunately, they only had, I think, 10 people I could find that would give them a five-star review. So they had some internal problems. <laughs> I didn't find out until I started working with them. But online, we were able to make them look like they were amazing because none of their competitors had reviews. So, you know, I just went and searched for, you know, you need to understand the journey your customers are taking. At some point, they're going to go online. Sometimes they're going to look for your brand name. Most of the time, they're going to search for generic search terms. You know, so in that case, they were looking for a specific problem to be solved or software. And then, of course, along that journey, there was, you know, a site like uh, Software Advice. And that one also feeds into Captera. So it was a win-win. You get a review on one of those sites, it goes to both. For the local small business owners I work with, it's always Google, Facebook, and maybe one or two industry-specific. So if it's your hotel, it might be TripAdvisor. You know what I mean? There's there's always one or two you're going to find when you look. So in the book, I break that down, how to go look and then how to actually reliably and consistently ask for reviews. And then, of course, the X factors and reviews. People don't understand. Google is incredibly smart. They can read the context of the wording that's in those reviews. So if you are a, you know, a taco place and everybody is talking about your burritos, you might not rank for tacos. Right. Mm -hmm. And so one of my X factors I break down in the book is just make sure that when people are leaving your reviews, you encourage them to talk about the services they received as well as just leaving you a positive review. And that's just right. a little, you know, like icing on the cake. The X factor you just to go a little extra mile, just a teeny bit, but it can have an exponential impact for you. I also mentioned reply to every review, especially on Google. That's huge. I have a friend that is an internet marketer and just does hotels, and he, he speaks volume to having less backlinks on his website, less people actually linking from their website to, to, to yours, and, uh, and a lot of other factors that are less. But he, he responds to every review. He ranks highly in Google Maps. He ranks highly in organic search. So the free clicks that everybody wants, right? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Blake, you just stopped me, but I roll into the next one. A lot of Go the, for it. Yeah. The, the roofers that I work with are, you know, I would love for somebody just to basically call me and turn into a lead or a sale. I don't want to go and do anything. So back when I was helping those garage storage professionals, it was very common for us to basically spoil our, our dealers, right? Where <laughs> they used to do home shows and have to stand for 12 hours a day and, you know, multiple days in a row. And then we just give them a whole handful of beautiful, ready to buy leads and they say, well, I'm not doing these home shows anymore. I'd rather give a huge percentage of my market share over to my competitor because I'm just at, at, you know, fat and happy, right? And so that kind of mentality has actually really hurt small business in my opinion, because Google has now created home services and it's actually better than a lot of those home advisors or, you know, you know, thumbtacks or these or even Yelp in some cases, because sometimes you can pay per lead and sometimes you can pay for exposure that leads to a lead. Like Yelp is more exposure based. Thumbtack is more per lead based. Same with HomeAdvisor. So Google wanted in on that action and they've been expanding out to a lot more categories, plumbers, roofers, et cetera, right? For these home services. And the nice thing is it's an exclusive lead that comes to your business, right? But the bad thing is you look like everybody else. In fact, they don't even show how many reviews you have until people click in further versus somebody else. So you literally look the same as every other competitor or worse because you have more reviews and now you're a 4.9 and they have one review and they're a 5.0, you know, I'm sure eventually it will get better. 
But this idea of just give me this beautiful lead right there on my lap has has resulted into the industry changing. Google is going to take more of that market share. And in some ways, that's good. In other ways, how do you stand out, right? You can continue to do Google ads, which is a step I'll talk about here in a, a minute, which is great. But if if the very first thing people are seeing is that area, the three 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 guaranteed Google results, then of course people are going to click on it and you look the same as everybody else. And so that's actually going to hurt you a bit. But if you don't have a good website, you don't have good marketing, you could just do reviews and that, and that might be enough business for you. You might not have to move on to the next category, which is, in my opinion, Google paid search. Yeah. So let's just go in and dive into that because I think this is where... Well, so so for people just starting personal brand or, or things like that, maybe Google Ads isn't necessarily where they're going to start putting all of their money towards, but it's good to have an idea of how they can propel themselves to get to that point. So yeah, let's dive in with Google Ads. Perfect. So with with like a local small business, there are what's called Google Smart Ads and uh, campaigns. And so when you actually sign up for Google Ads now, it forces you kind of down that path. You have to click in the right spot to go to what's 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 more advanced, right? And so if you're a, a dog grooming truck business in Denver, like I represent Mobile Pet Shine, just a unique business that was given to me through a referral that I work with and I love. They're doing amazing, get them crazy amounts of leads a month. I guess just in Denver, they just love their pets so much, <laughs> even during the winter, which kind of surprised me. I would have been like, I don't know if I want my dog going out in the cold, but they have a temperature controlled and everything. This truck is amazing. Okay. Blows your mind, right? So they started before they met with me, they just started with with that, with smart campaigns. They only answer a couple of questions, a lot simpler, a lot easier to fill out. It was doing great. Lots of leads coming in. Uh, now their competitors weren't doing a lot of Google ads and still aren't doing as much as I think they should. But when I came along, I continued that and we added some more advanced Google uh, search techniques. And in my book, I don't go over all the advanced stuff because you could spend, you know, there's whole books about it, right? And that's where it might make sense to hire uh, somebody like myself or another expert when you want to go into that. But if you can make money just doing the, the smart campaigns, it's blowing my mind right now how smart Google has come in the last 10 years. You know, you'd think they'd be showing up for very irrelevant stuff. Because in the past, I would go through all the, the reports and they would say, say, oh, you thought you were showing up for dog grooming, but really you're showing up for cat grooming, right? No, it's not the case with smart campaigns anymore. Their, their machine learning, their technology has gotten so good that I rarely see something wrong in a smart campaign anymore. So you can, you can apply all that machine learning without an expert, dip your toe in the water. And then, of course, in my framework, the last two things that aren't actually sources of leads include that identity and dashboard. And so you, you know, if you use a tool, like I mentioned in the, the book, Fix Marketer, CallRail is a very great tool for call tracking. And so you can actually make it like magic. If somebody clicks on a Google ad and comes to your website, that phone number in the top right or anywhere on your site can magically change to a different phone number. It won't hurt your search engine rankings or anything. Don't get scared. Uh, but what it means is at the end of the day, I can say, okay, you spent this much on Google ads. You got this many calls and here's your cost per lead. And if you run your numbers or look at your, your QuickBooks, right? Or identify you know, those, those leads the, as revenue, then you can do an ROI assessment or have a, a dashboard like I use. I use Google Data Studio for all my clients. 
and they can see, okay, at least their cost per lead. All my e-commerce businesses is super easy to see what your cost to acquire a new customer is. There's one called return on ad spend. So for every dollar I put in, how many dollars on average do I get back? You know, it just depends, of course, on the industry, but I've had it where I've gotten $25 back for every dollar that's come in. I've gotten $75 for every dollar's come back and I've gotten 10 or eight, you know, it just depends. But if you have that dashboard and you have just a simple way to measure the result, whether it's in the book, I mentioned four different ways. We don't have time to go through all of them, but like, you know, like a restaurant, for instance, can have a coupon. And if those coupons come in and are redeemed, you know, you only shared them on Facebook. That's probably where it came from. Right. And so people overthink this. But if you just have a simple dashboard, even Google AdWords will start making more sense to you. And it won't be a black hole of spending with no results and not knowing what's going on. Awesome. Let's let's keep going through through the rest of these. I'm just going to let you tackle the whole thing. (laughs) Sorry, I like conversation. So you chime in with anything you want to say. No, no, let's get get tactical. Let's get the value. Yeah. So I love I love delivering massive value. I think you're going to like social media. So I'll get through website quickly. So I had to create kind of a visual way for all my clients and anybody that goes to fixmarketer.com/bonus can get access to all my my good freebies like this. So I created a, on at fixmarketer.com conversion-calculator. And most people can't tell you several really important numbers. So if the the next in the framework is website and it's the one thing you have most control. You can control what you say, how you educate and how you lead somebody along the journey whether they're going to buy from you or not. I like to say that the free template I give, if you go to that bonus or buy the book, is 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 uh, worth a lot of money because it's taken my 10 years of experience and it's kind of organized it in, okay, here's here's where you put this, here's where you put your reviews, here's where you put your contact form, you know, all that kind of stuff for your best foot forward. You should always adjust and test, right? But this is what I find from local small businesses or even like small startups, right? Even that B2B software company. If you organize your information in this 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 way, you'll get more people to take action. Because I always break it down to all marketing is only two problems. You either have an eyeball problem, meaning you don't have enough people seeing your offers. You don't have enough visitors to your website. You don't have enough people seeing your Google Maps listing, right? And those are really easy to identify. You just go to your Google Analytics or you go to your Google Maps and say, I'm literally getting no one here. What I'm doing is not working. I have to get people here, right? That's problem number one that marketing can solve. And then problem number two is action takers, right? So if you use like my template as your best foot forward, you should expect more than 2% on average per se, which is very typical for most companies of people to actually take action. So this little calculator that I created, I just have this little option. Uh, and Blake, I don't know if you can see it, but I'll chat it to you after this if you want to include just that direct link without people subscribing to see it. But I just have a default to 2% action takers, one third actually buy or your salesman or whatever, however your process is, one third of those leads are going to take action. Only 2% of the people that go to your site are going to actually contact you first. And then I threw in there like, if your goal is $5,000 this month, and your average sale is $2,000, you know, how many views are you gonna need to get to your website? How many leads are you gonna need to come in the door? And how many sales are you gonna need to have to to hit that number? All right, and so in this scenario, you need 3,800 people to come to your site. For a local small business, 
unless you're in Atlanta or some big market, that may be unrealistic. So how are you going to hit your sales goal? You're going to have to either be better at your sales or you're going to have to have a better website at getting people to take action. So, you know, remember my example of Mobile Pet Shine. You know, they're closer to 10%. Sometimes some of my clients are 25% of the people that come to their website through, say, Google Ads are going to turn into a lead. So if I change just, it's really cool. It's a scroll bar and everything. I didn't invent this software. Just so you know, I just created the calculator out of it. And I just slid it up from 2% to 10%. So I only changed one variable. Now you only need less than 800 individuals to come to your website and you can hit your sales goal. But now what if your salesman is better? What if you close 39.8%? Now you only need 660 people. I hope this makes a little more sense for people. You can set sales goals. You can break down, especially if you track stuff, you can break down how good does my website have to be for this source to make sense before you even start doing the advertising. You can know what success looks like. You're not always going to hit it, but you can identify where the problem is. You can't control outside variables like how much does it cost to get that traffic from Google to come to you because that's an open market. It's determined by the bidders in the market, right? But you can see what success looks like before you even go into any of these channels. Yeah, and that, that's a super helpful one because most of the people that are going to be building their brands or doing a side hustle are going to have to have a website, obviously, and, and knowing what it's actually going to take to not just grow the website, but actually get people on there. The, the right amount of people on there to hit goals is crucial. Most people probably don't have goals for their websites, let alone goals for the conversions on their websites. So that's or know their sales valuable. rate, right, Blake? Right, exactly. Right. So like thinking about these things is it's a little bit more advanced than most people get from just like online free blogs and stuff. So this is going to be super helpful. Let's, let's move on to the next one. All right. So let's get a little more tactical. You know, back with uh, Google Ads, there's a tool called SpyFu in the book I show. You can actually find a lot of your competitors' yep. best at competitor ads, right? Yep. Most people don't know for Facebook, which is I don't care what industry you're in, you have a huge amount of people that would buy from you on Facebook. Yes, if you're B2B, you know, LinkedIn's still going to be your number one place. Twitter's going to be your number one, you know, second. And then Facebook might be your third. But for most small businesses, especially business to consumer, B2C, you know, Facebook's where you start and B2B can still be good there too. So I like this tool and most people don't know about it. It's called Facebook Ads Library. It's completely free. If you go to it, you can type in, you used to be able to type in topics and I love that. And when I first wrote the book, that was available. And then Facebook took that away. <laughs> so things change, man. It's unfortunate. But there's an internet marketer. You know, I help a lot of home service companies. And so there's an internet marketer I found out there. And I love learning from other uh, inter internet marketers and their clients and whatnot. But he's an internet marketer that actually owns this business. It's called Gulf Coast Aluminum and uh, G-U-L-F. So you throw that in there, you can see all of his ads he's running. You don't know if he's running these ads, you know, to cold traffic, like people that don't know him, you don't know if he's running these ads to people that have come to the website, but maybe not taken action or have taken action. And he wants to continue to show them stuff when they're going to like Facebook or other places. It's called remarketing so that they will come back or keep him top of mind or take action. It's usually the cheapest, easiest win. Say you have a thousand people coming to your website a month through your Google ads and search engine optimization. This is like easy pickings. You, you show an ad to somebody that's already come to your website when they're on Facebook or doing remarketing, right? 
So you, you can go through all these examples. And I was just pointing this out to some students that I'm working with yesterday. You, you can tell an, an expert from a beginner by how many times they use learn more in their ads. And this individual <laughs> is doing a boatload of ads. And I think I only see one or two that say learn more. This one says, send me a message. This one says, get quote. When I, I also like another internet marker. He's got one called Five Napkin Burger which that business name is amazing, right? It's going to be so big and so messy. But when you go look at it, it is the biggest hamburger you've ever seen with the most cheese (laughs) pouring over it. And guess what it says? It says, treat yourself and a friend to a burger night for a limited time. Five Napkin Burger is offering a BOGO, buy one, get one deal on a three patty burger that's huge, right? And all it says right down there is get offer. And when you click that, it asks for an email. Now, Blake, would you give your email for that burger? Absolutely. Yes. And that's where I see <laughs> that's where I see most companies are really failing on all of these levels. They pay the money to get people to come, but then they don't actually take it to the next step and say, All right, I don't want to pay Facebook to get me this person again. I want to email them or I want to text them. I want to chat them. You know, I don't yep. want to pay to get this person to see me again. And, and that's definitely a really important key, which feeds right into, you know, skipping over Google organic. That's, that feeds right into offline. Most businesses should have some sort of keep in touch strategy, whether it's email, whether it's a postcard, right? And then free organic search, that's where everybody really cares. They want free traffic, but tell you what, mm. Google, that's not Google's goal, right? Google doesn't sure. want to give you free traffic. And so I always tell my clients, you know, I like looking at Google AdWords. I like running the numbers from there because, like I said, I can't control all those metrics, but I can control or at least identify what success would look like, right? And if I can spend the most to acquire a customer, I'm going to win hands down all day, every day. So in the book, I outline a couple other really useful things like the value ladder other marketers have taught me and what you can do to make your brand identity amazing. And obviously, this five napkin burger has realized if they take the most amazing photos ever, people will give you their email <laughs> and and come in and get it right. Like yep. sometimes the, these little X factors are not rocket science. You just need to identify, you know, oh, everybody in my industry has beautiful pictures of their garage they just made over. I need to do that. You know what I mean? And then all your marketing does way better. Your search engine optimization does better. And then for search engine optimization, it's usually directories or getting links to your website. And I always just tell people, like, if you're not doing something amazing, nobody's going to talk to you, right? And this is where my clients probably struggle the most. They want a bunch of free clicks and traffic from Google. They don't have an address in the city. So that's out for Google Maps, right? You don't have an address in the city. You don't have reviews. It's out. Your only option, Google Ads or Google Home Service right? You have an address in the city, you have reviews, you have a legitimate, you know, uh, standing in that, that city, you have a chance in the map section, you know, and then under that map section, you know, let's say it's, you know, between Google ads, three Google ads, and then three, you know, maps or four sometimes with Google ads popping in there. And then, you know, now you want to show up underneath there, you better be doing something amazing. You better be the dentist giving away free teeth fixes and exams one 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 week a year or one day a year. You better be the guy that does free tire rotation, you know, before summer hits. You better be the dentist that gives away the iPad. I don't know. You better be doing something amazing or don't expect 
anybody to care, no news to pick you up, no links to back to your website, and no free traffic. And just know Google is giving a huge bias to nearby searches. So if you're not nearby, you know, it's the bigger the town, especially too, like you'd think you'd show in all of Atlanta. I guarantee you, you're not going to show in all of Atlanta, even if you're doing amazing work anymore. Google is just giving that much bias to nearby searches. So uh, I could go into more offline, but that's more like having strategic partners. And, and I mentioned to everybody in this one page marketing plan. And you, if you know, if you go to fixmarketer.com slash dot uh, com slash bonus, you can also get the free one page marketing plan yourself. And it's all filled in and it's an example from the book. And, you know, I, I should be selling my book, but I, I created this for beginners and really care to share. So you can also get the book for free if you sign up there, just the digital version. <laughs> don't tell don't tell Amazon. OK, <laughs> I, won't, I won't tell. OK, but but you can get that example. And I tell people you don't have to do all these amazingly. You know, or you can do one thing in each one of these categories and probably still dominate your market. But when competition gets tough or you want to have more control over the flow of your leads or expanded into markets or all those things I've said before, that's why having a strategy in each one of these is going to do better. I, I mean, I know businesses that do radio amazingly and, you know, billboards amazingly or just have their containers by the road with their phone number and people are calling them to buy containers. But in that case, their competitors started doing Google ads in a nearby town and they're not showing up in that town. And so they're losing business. So, you know, I encourage people just to have this seven, seven category framework of where I'm going to get the, the sources of my traffic, understand if it's eyeballs or conversion, that's your problem. And usually it's a combination of both. So if you can do anything to affect both, have a better offer, have that amazing cheeseburger, buy one, get one, that's going to be way better than buy one, get one. If you buy two sodas and two fries, you know, I see that crap all the time. And they wonder why it doesn't work, right? And then have a better brand identity, have a dashboard so you know what, whether you're succeeding, even if it's very simple, and measure and improve. And that's, that's the thing I see. Most people aren't doing the lean startup method. They're not testing their assumptions. They're not just execute even a crappy plan and see how it does, you know, and then improve, <laughs> improve it. So I know I've talked a lot, Blake, but that is the one page marketing plan. In a nutshell, you don't have to buy the book now. You've learned it all. <laughs> <laughs> still, still, still get the book. I, I think the getting getting a recap and going more in depth would definitely be beneficial. But I, I really appreciate that. Just want to end here by by asking a quick question. I ask all guests this, and I think it's really valuable. Clearly, you you have a lot of depth to what you do, so I think that you'll have a, a good answer here. But for all of the the bootstrappers and the side hustlers that are listening in. If you were speaking to them individually and you just had to tell them or give them a piece of advice based on your life and experience so far, what would that piece of advice be? For side hustlers, especially, I don't know if you've seen Side Hustle Nation or Side Hustle School and their podcasts. They're amazing mm -hmm. for going behind the doors. But in general, it's just that idea of, of go try, make a plan, go try it, measure it, improve it. Drop what, drop what's not working and double down on what is working, but take control of your marketing because it really isn't as hard as people make it out to do, be. Yes, there's some technical aspects to making a Facebook ad. Boy, do I wish they would make it easier. But I, I'm telling you, you offer that hamburger, buy one, get one offer, and you make them give you their email, they're going to do it. And then now you can email them or text them or whatever you ask them, right? And, and you don't have to go back and play the, the Facebook game. You know, 
You don't, I, maybe that's a bad thing as a marketer to tell people, you don't <laughs> always have to pay for every traffic source for a marketer to give you business, you know, or once you have a certain amount of business, you might not have to play that game anymore. Right. But you might be getting that dream you wanted when you first started your business, most of your business coming from referrals, but you now feel more in control. And when you open up that new location, you, you feel confident that you can get the business you need. All right, Jason, one, one more time. Where can people find the, the book? I'll put it in the, in the links as well in the, in, the, in the text here, but where, where can they find it? So fixmarketer.com slash bonus. You put in your email or there's a little Facebook chat. Either one, you put it in there and you can get access to the free digital book, the one-page marketing plan. It looks really pretty, even prettier than the book now. And uh, you can get access to that calculator that I mentioned. You can, you know, there's a bunch. Basically, I, I saw another marketer do this once where like you give your information, you get all my goodies. Everything that I create that's free, you get it all. And of course, you'll be added to my little uh, newsletter. Blake, you have a really good newsletter letter too. If you haven't gotten on Blake's, you need to. And of course, things change. So it's important to keep in touch. Awesome. Jason, where's the best place for people to find you so they can follow you? Fixmarketer.com. I also run an agency. So I, I created it 10 years ago. So, well, not 10, but oh, it feels like that now. So don't blame me. <laughs> Local web marketing system is my agency. But, but I just push people to the book because I'm not a perfect fit for everybody. I don't claim to be, but I, I was upset at how hard it was for people to understand and get into this stuff. So that's why I created Fixmarketer. I have a Facebook page there. Follow me, chat me, whatever. Awesome. Jason Weaver, thank you again for the depth, for the, the resource. This is awesome. Another PSA here for anybody listening to this. If you're trying to build something, please plan it out. Create a marketing plan. This is the perfect framework to do that. Thank you once again for listening. If you would like my personal growth marketing tips delivered to your inbox Tuesdaily, get it every Tuesday, visit bit.ly slash microgrowth. So bit.ly slash microgrowth. Also, just feel free to DM me anywhere on social, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, even TikTok. I'm on it all. I'd love to help you out. Till next time, influencers. Thank you very much.